Welcome to Know Your Balls podcast, a sports podcast here presented by Latinique Media. I'm Avi Kargloff with you as always with my co-host Robbie Williams. What's up? <laughs> you cut out on me for a second. Sorry. I was like, I don't want to talk before he finishes, but yeah, no. I'm, I'm guessing you asked me how I'm doing. I'm doing great, I said, as up? always. Uh, you know, I woke up in a bit of a panic this morning. I thought we were doing this like an hour earlier, and uh, I was just looking too far back in the group <laughs> chat. So uh, I think I know my balls a little bit better today. You gotta. You can't come on this show without knowing your balls, Robbie. Uh, that's step one, step two, step three, and step four. Quickly, we want to thank Tell ABQ, shout out to them, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, all the good folks at Tell ABQ. Thank you so much uh, for for showing our podcast on, on your station. Also, please subscribe to Latinique Media uh, wherever you get your podcasts. It, we, uh, Spotify channel is really popping off recently, so make sure you you, you cover that base. Um, and you can also listen to it on TeleBQ on radio station if you're in the great city of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, an impressive slate on the schedule today. Obviously, it's March, so we'll get to March Madness. NFL free agency is its own version of March Madness. We'll talk about a, a bunch of different moves that we think are the best and worst. And also, the NBA trade deadline is approaching a lot of moving pieces in a very short amount of time over the next week, and also uh, some really uncomfortable disparities between the treatment of the men's and women's college teams. Uh, we'll get to that towards the end. Uh, but Robbie, first, uh, NFL free agency, and I know both of us have been following it you know, pretty closely. Um, there's, there's a lot of action early, a lot of unexpected teams. Way of like first few days. Um, well, you know, Andy Dalton to the Chicago Bears, I think, was uh, a big a big deal. Um, I think that's going to change things for sure. There, like, he's you know not an elite quarterback, but I think he's just what they need. Um, it'll be interesting though to see. Uh, if there's any competition between him and Nick Foles, I kind of feel like they're going to end up, you know, going with Andy Dalton. But, uh, you know, the Red Rocket, he's got that name for a reason. And uh, they definitely needed somebody to to get in there and, you know, do a lot better at the uh, the quarterback position after the cluster fudge that was uh, the Mitchell Trubisky escapades. I mean... Look, I I like the move, but I think Bears fans are not going to look at it as a good move because this was available to them last offseason, right? Like he was released by the Bengals because they were going to draft Joe Burrow and then went from that to signing with the Cowboys. Like Dalton would have been just fine of an addition, way better of an addition than trading for Nick Foles and the massive contract that he's had. I mean, and, and also... Mitchell Trubisky, you know, that whole situation, he, he's signing with the Bills, but he at least, like, won games for them. Like, I feel like he was worthy of maybe at least 
a fifth year option that they could have exercised. It was a lot of money, so I understand the the cons of it. Um, but I mean, this move that Dalton for Dalton specifically was was there for the year before. The quarterback market was was kind of wild. The, the Saints double dipped there too. So um, again, in this carousel of uh, or this off season of quarterback carousel, rather, uh, you know, I, I think Dalton was fine, but um, they could have had it last year. Yeah. Now you're talking about double dipping in uh, New Orleans. I thought it was interesting that they they signed back both Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, and you know Taysom Hill's got the four year, hundred forty million dollar deal. Um, I don't know if it's it's not guaranteed hundred forty. It's like no, it's, uh, I don't I don't know how much of it's guaranteed, but there was something funny about that contract I read about. I can't remember right now. Um, was, a lot of it is not guaranteed. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was interesting that uh, Taysom Hill got the uh, the bigger, longer contract, um, considering, you know, Jameis Winston was a former Heisman Trophy winner, and, you know, he's had his problems with interceptions, but he's got a good arm, you know, and he's, he's he seems to be getting a little bit better year to year. But, uh, I you know, I... I think they're going to end up starting Taysom Hill, honestly, uh, from, you know, just from the looking at the money um, and what they did last year, they didn't start James Winston when, uh, when Drew Brees went out. So yeah, that's a really interesting situation there. Yeah. I, I'm more surprised that they brought back both of them. Like I can understand, obviously you're you're probably going to bring back at least one of them, but to bring back both of them. uh, I, I mean, it seemed like Taysom was the guy that they wanted. They, they started him. Over Winston, there was reports. I remember at the time that Saints players weren't so happy about it. They started winning games with Hill, so I guess it was fine in the long run. But I mean, the fact they're bringing both back is the real surprise for me. And uh, and again, I think there were other. I think if you're, I think there were other teams that would have loved to have Jameis Winston on their roster, like you said. Like yeah, I, he he does have that ceiling. Um, he has a pretty high floor. Also, he can throw. Touchdown passes, throwing a lot, throwing a lot of yards. A lot of people linked him to going to Houston. Uh, that didn't happen, but uh, Tyrod Taylor went to Houston though. Uh, and so, I mean, there's there's like a whole mess basically. That's the, that's that's the takeaway. There's a whole mess at quarterback right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they. The only reason I can think is that they uh, they want like an insurance policy slash uh, a little bit more versatility. You know, uh, I think you'll see Jameis Winston come in, um, you know, even if Taysom Hill's not injured, because uh, they were doing that even a little bit last year. They were they would throw Taysom Hill in and take Drew Brees out. And I think they would even throw Jameis Winston in when Drew Brees wasn't injured for a play or two. And, um, you know, it just kind of depends on the plays they're running. And then you also got to consider, you know, Taysom Hill's a very physical player. And so his chance of injury is, you know, greatly increased compared to you know a typical pocket passer so i I think it's a kind of an insurance deal for them because i think they really think they can you know make it to the super bowl next year and they don't want anything interfering with that you know all right so having said all that the quarterback and try to like exclude it if you can like give me three moves that were made that you really did not like that when you looked at it you didn't for one reason or another, you didn't like the fit, you didn't like the contract, you didn't like the guaranteed money. 
like you didn't like the timing of it like give me three give me three signings that you just you didn't have a good feeling about that's a tough question um i'm not a very picky guy i'm usually pretty optimistic um i don't have a lot of bad things to say about people uh well, come I, on. I, there's, I, can't, there's... I can't really think of any. I'm not going to lie. I can't really think of anything where I was just like, like off the top of my head, something I was like, man, I can't believe they did that. Um, you know, uh, I guess you, you got Bud Dupree, you know, that's he, he tore his ACL last year. Um, that's a risky move. Five year, $82 million deal. That's, you know, um, that could be a, a tough lot. injury to keep, you know, it, it can happen again and again, you know, um, it's one of those things. And so, but three, you want me to give you three? Oh, geez. You know, you really put me you're, to the test. Every you're, 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 you're really, I sit here, man, and I, I do my research and I, I watch games and then I come here and I'm like, you're telling I don't me know you didn't nothing. see a single contract or a move this off season. You were like, eh, I'm not sure if I like that for them. Do you have some? It sounds like you got something you want to get off your chest. No, I don't. Have, I mean, I, there are there are contracts that I thought like should like were a little bit much, and I think that there were moves that were bad moves. Like, of course, it's every free agent off season. Uh, for example, Cincinnati they signed Trey Hendrickson, okay, and I Hendrickson had a great year last year. Um, they, but the the Saints, the, uh, or not the Saints, sorry, the Bengals. They gave him a four-year, sixteen million dollar deal. Thirty-two of that is guaranteed. Thirty-two million. So that's most of the contract is guaranteed. And he, like, they're paying him to be like this top-notch guy at defensive end. He's only had, he's only played at that level for one season. I'm not saying he can't do it, but he's only done it for one season. And he's been a fine player up until then, but he's had like that. He's he's played at that contract's level for one season, so they're banking on him yeah, to do that again saying, over the know, next four years. And they're committing a lot of money to thirteen it. tackles in twenty seventeen, eight tackles in twenty eighteen, nineteen tackles in twenty nineteen, um, and then last year he just put up thirteen and a half sacks. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's more than. He's got 20 total sacks his entire career, um, and mm-hmm. 13 and a half of them came last year. So I see what you're saying, but also, you know, how bad would you feel if uh, you let a guy like that slip by and he continues to play at that level? You know, it's a double-edged sword. You know, sometimes that's what the, it Saints, takes that's a what bit the Saints are banking on, I guess. They're banking. He's gonna. He's not gonna live up to that contract. That's what they're banking on. Well, there must be something going on in the locker room, I guess, that, uh, you know, they just were like, you know what? Nope, he's not a good fit anymore. We don't think he's going to keep playing like that. I don't know exactly what I would like to know what, why they think he's not going to keep playing like that. Just just it's just a fluke. Um, 13 and a half sacks is a that's, pretty big. Fluke. That's what again. Again, though, the, the Bengals, I don't blame them necessarily for having to dole out this kind of money because. Pass rushers, especially, were were you know the scare. There was a scarcity of pass rushers, top notch pass rushers, and he was he he was he was a free agent at the right time, I believe. Uh, and the Bengals really needed to address that. They lost Carl Lawson, going to the Jets. So, 
I mean, they, I, I understand it to a degree. Um, but I mean, Robbie, like there are no other, there are no moves you saw or like, you, you can't think of one. Well, think of one. let's see here. We got AJ green to the, uh, to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he, you know, he's, what was his contract here? I forgot. One year, uh, 8 million. One year, eight million. You know, it's not it's not great. I don't think it's terrible though. I'm not getting upset about it. Like I, I don't know. Uh, it's not I, I think they yet. they needed. Uh, <laughs> they I mean they needed more than you know DeAndre Hopkins out there every every play and you know they, they need to diversify their offense as far as a running game and more passing options. Um, you know, take some of the heat off of Kyler Murray, but. You know, it's not terrible. Uh, it's it's it's. I hear a lot of flack about that, but you know, he's still a great player. He's just not as good as he used to be. Um, yeah, he just hasn't been a great player in a while. Like he yeah. he made the Pro Bowl in I think each of his first seven seasons, which is pretty remarkable. I mean, you got. It's not like you have a top five quarterback throwing to him. He had Andy Dalton throwing to him, and he had some pretty good years in Cincinnati. I'll admit that. I think he went to the Pro Bowl uh, at least once. But Andy uh, Andy Dalton throwing you the football for seven straight years, and you go to the Pro Bowl, like you could build an offense around AJ Green, like in his early days. He was he torched my Cleveland Browns all the time, and so I mean, I I I like this signing actually. I like this a lot. It's I'd say it's pretty low risk and really high reward. If you get anything like AJ Green of the past, then I mean that. Whew, like that's him, what I'm saying. It's worth a flyer, you know. Like you, you could end up eating your words on it and be like, "Oh, he had another, you know, bummer season." But you know, we've seen what he can do, like you said. And, and if you can get a little bit of that coming around, then you know that's a that's a game changer. You know, uh, especially when you're dealing with, you know, arguably the best receiver and football you know lining up next to you so um what else we got people are talking about shaquille griffin to the jacksonville oh, jaguars yeah. a lot of money you know, a lot of money they had a lot of money though you know so it's one of those things where it's like i think they really need true. a lot of improvement all the way around and uh you know when i'm playing madden and i turn off the salary cap i just outbid every team i'll give everybody a billion dollars because I'm not trying to play the bidding war, you oh. know. So if you got it, I mean, Matt GMs, yeah. Why not? Griffin got uh, three years. It's worth up to forty-five million, twenty-nine million guaranteed. He, he uh, that's going to be a pretty. I think it's going to be a, a significant loss for the Seahawks. Uh, that's for sure. And uh, you know, our guy Jacob and his Seahawks continue to hear things about uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, Again, back to Andy Dalton real quick. That like the reason that the Bears went ahead and signed Andy Dalton is because they threw the book at Seattle to try to get Russell Wilson, and and they didn't. They held firm. So I think it's pretty strong inclination that Russell Wilson's going to stay there. I just want to throw that in uh, before we get to some really good moves. Um, there's one team in particular like that made just a ton of moves. The New England Patriots and free agency. Uh, not Watch two things out. you. Not two things you, yeah, watch out indeed. Not two things you really associate with one another. They hand out more than $150 million 
in guarantees. $150 million in guarantees, and it's been like less than a week. Bill uh, Belichick's not playing. He's not ben playing. Up. He didn't like last season, man. He said, all right, open up the checkbook. This yeah, they have, they have the cash. They're going to spend it. Cam mm-hmm. Newton re-signing on a one-year deal. They got some weapons in the receiving core. Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. They signed two tight ends, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. They that traded was for crazy. offensive I mean, You're signing crazy. two top-tier two tight ends. Two top-tier tight ends. They also traded you know? for offensive tackle Trent Brown. They signed uh, center David Andrews. They signed a couple of guys in the D-line, most notably uh, Henry Anderson, also uh, David Gudchow. I think that's how you say his name. He was with the Dolphins. Dietrich Wise Jr., also a uh, big sign. Matthew Judon. Uh, they brought back Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> so, I mean, they, they signed Nick Folk. They, like Jalen Mills, also, formerly of the Eagles. They signed him to a big deal. Just so many guys that the Patriots are bringing in, plucking from other teams. Like, wow, I, I got to tell you, I, yeah, I was, did um, not see that coming. Yeah, no, that was I, – I didn't either. Uh, I, I thought that was – I liked every move, though. I, I like what they're doing, and, you know – You liked every move in general. Yeah, in general. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I got really specific. Maybe I could start nitpicking. But, um, you know, I mean, with that – happening i mean that totally changes the way i see the 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 nfc east right or north or afc i'm sorry afc north right or east the patriots in the afc east east okay my bad um yeah the north is uh pittsburgh cleveland baltimore and Cincinnati, cincinnati right okay yep i'm getting confused just in new england so far north you know you would think but uh, <laughs> also so far east, it is it's, it's pretty far east too. Um, but you know, I I don't see him winning the division over Buffalo with yeah, all these no, moves. No Buffalo, still but I see them in the wild division. card with all these moves. One hundred and ten percent, I see them in the wild card. You still think they could draft moves. a quarterback? They might. I mean, I think you kind of have to, don't you? I mean, Cam Newton's not. You signed him one Only year, one year deal, and you're not. And you know, even if you signed him to ten, he's not going to stick around for ten. So you know, you gotta you gotta start thinking of filling that position at some point. And the way the QB market is in the free agency right now, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta you gotta start looking at drafting here. And you know, with all the with all these picks or, or with all these uh you know free agent signings, they're not going to have as good of a draft pick next year. After Cam Newton's, you know, done. I mean, maybe they'll sign him again next year, depending on how the season goes. But it's a good quarterback you know, class. It'd be, yeah, exactly. It'd be good to, you know, get uh, get the rookies' feet wet a little bit. Um, I think the longer you wait on solving an issue that you know is coming up like that, the the more you're going to pay for it for sure. Well, there were a ton of other moves that went down as well, uh, and there were a lot of moves that when I saw them, I was like, yes. One most notably was the Lions re-signing Romeo Aquara. I thought that was yeah. a big signing. <laughs> We're talking they about need, that they last need week. That I got yeah, no, I'm excited about that and uh, Michael Brockers. We got from uh, the trade. Rams. We're just I bringing like all the Rams over. Just, just keep them coming. They traded. Um, they, I think the Lions traded like a sixth or seventh round pick. Seventh, 2023 20, seventh round. Um, yeah, that's that's nothing. Like that's a great take. It great. Trade. This guy. 
I mean, this guy, um, I, you know, let's see. Let's just go. I'm going to go back on my Indomitian Sue hate right now. Indomitian Sue. Oh, man. Come on. 43. You don't have to do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it because oh, Indomitian Sue is so great. He deserves all his money. No. Oh, 43 man. tackles, 16 and 6, six sacks last year. Okay. Oh, boy. Michael Brockers, <laughs> 51 tackles, 30 assists, five sacks. So we've moved on. <laughs> We're doing better than you, Indomitian. My, I, I, I want to hate on Indomitian Sue every oh, episode. Robbie, come on now. I'll find Don't a way to that. sneak him in there. Don't do that to Ndamukong. Don't do that to my guy, Sue. I love Ndamukong, Sue. I, I love watching him play. You uh, know, I like my old jersey I have of him because I changed it. Uh, I took duct tape and I put it across the back of my jersey and I wrote Green Bay Sooks on the back of it. Jesus. So he's good for something. He's good for puns. All right. Well, <laughs> now that you got that out of the way, uh, <laughs> feels better. We're gonna other 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 signings that I thought were really good. Obviously, I I got to talk about my Cleveland Browns signing John Johnson. Right? You want to talk about Rams coming over? John Johnson, the best safety uh, in the secondary. Actually, he's John. One hundred five tackles last year. Three, yeah, three years, thirty three point seven five million. Most of that, I believe, is guaranteed. Fills a need. The Browns needed another safety. He's super versatile. I personally like love everything about this move. And it's also a hedge that, you know, just in case uh, Grant Delpit doesn't turn out okay because he tore his Achilles. He was a second-round pick last year at LSU. He was out for the entire season, didn't even play a snap. In case he can't regain his form, this is also a great way to, like, hedge that bet a little bit. And uh, I, I, it was a, it was like the one big splash, and the Browns made it count. That's for sure. Yeah, no, that was a great move, for sure. He's he's a great player. That's I mean, that's all you could say is he's an amazing player. Um, and you know that there, I, I love seeing the Browns. I, I know you love it because you're a big yeah, fan. But seeing the Browns get to a point where they are seriously a contender, and they seem to be getting better every year, and they're really putting a team together. Um, you know, they're not going backwards, uh, and, and it's it's just nice to see. It gives me hope. Robbie, the Robbie, one of these days. I want to tell you two things. Number one, before the before we recorded today, I was watching Brown Steelers highlights of that playoff game because I can just yeah. do that because that video exists now. Uh, that's number <laughs> one, that's number one, right? Oh, and number two, yeah. I got to tell you something else. Something that excited me as a Browns fan. Juju Smith-Schuster, he re-signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And yeah, you a, think he's a, a little bit of toxicity in that locker room? I know. I'm not, I'm not, upset no, no, no. the whole thing. I don't think I don't think he's toxic. I don't. I wouldn't use that word. First of all, I want to note he signed a one-year, eight million dollar contract with the Steelers, and he had more money and more years from other teams: Kansas City, apparently Philadelphia. Baltimore, like all of the, imagine if you went to Baltimore, like that would have been wild within the division as well. And Baltimore needed a receiver. All those teams needed a receiver. Imagine him going to Kansas City. He could have had Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback and made about the same, or if not more. And he chose to go back to Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger for one year, $8 million. And I got to tell you, 
I am so excited as a Browns fan to get to play Juju Smith-Schuster again two more times because I think he'll forever be a lightning rod in Cleveland for lighting for for really giving the Browns ultimate ah, bulletin board material, and it it excites me. I don't fear the Steelers anymore. I just don't. I I, I after the after the way that they thoroughly and utterly punched them in the face in the first quarter. I just don't fear them anymore. I just don't. I, I mean, they, they, I think they could still make the playoffs next year, and I think this this signing is very generous to Pittsburgh. But oh, I am even if you don't fear them, I think you should respect them still a little bit. That's I those are some I, strong I, I words for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I can't not perennially have just come to ruin everybody's I, fun day. You know, <laughs> I can't not respect the ass whooping that the Steelers have handed the Browns since they came back into existence in 1999. I think Ben Roethlisberger against the Browns is like the highest winning percentage against an opponent or at least top five in NFL history. I mean, obviously I respect it, but they've been big brother and now they're not big brother, like big brother, you know, little, little brother had hit a growth spurt. Little yeah, brother hit a growth a spurt. He growth got a little, <laughs> and the Browns also signed Tack McKinley on the defensive, at the defensive end on a really one year, $4 million flyer. Malik Jackson, who was once a, a pro bowler in this league, defensive tackle. Anthony Walker on the Colts. I forgot before the show, I had to ask our guy, AJ, big Colts fan. Apparently, every Colts fan like on Twitter says like Anthony Walker at linebacker is like the man. Darius Leonard, one of the elite linebackers in the league, was tweeting out something like that. Like Every Colts fan and all these Colts players are apparently really sad to see him leave. I don't, I don't know much about him, but... I'm excited to have him in Cleveland as a linebacker where the Browns need it. These are a lot of small outside of John Johnson. Oh, and, and we signed another quarterback, cornerback Hill uh, from the Rams as well. Um, I'm blanking on, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, Troy Hill, Troy Hill, yep. four years, 24 million, but only like 2 million of his guaranteed. Of course, of course, I was going to turn this into a conversation about the Browns, but they're actually making Man, great. The, the Rams, I mean, let's go back. We've talked about quite a few Rams players who are great players who are mm-hmm. not on the Rams anymore. I mean, the yeah, they, I mean, it's like their roster is just getting uh, pecked apart here by the free agency. Um, well, they're also in. They were also in cap hell. Like they had yeah. no. They had the. They had like super negative cap space, and they had to get rid of guys. That's why the Lions were able to get Brockers for like nothing. Matthew Stafford can't get a break, man. That poor guy. You know, I, I was oh, all excited to watch him go man. there. I was like, oh, they're gonna do oh, great. I didn't think oh. about all this, all these losses so on the much. defense. He's gonna have to deal with a bad Matthew defense Stafford again. No, 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 no. I root for Matthew oh. Stafford. Until I die. Matthew Stafford. Okay, okay. For me, I all right, listen, I used to get bullied for for being a Lions fan when I was in In elementary school. In Michigan. That's how bad that's hilarious. That is I'm not kidding. Okay, like it was bad. I remember one time in second grade that we was like a a game we were playing, there was prizes, whatever. And one of the prizes was a Lions poster. I didn't have to win anything to get it. Nobody wanted it. (laughs) And uh, you know, it, it was all the players on that poster are utterly forgettable okay. and the posters in the trash now, but Matthew Stafford changed that. And I will forever ha- have uh, be grateful be, for him. They were competent. Yeah. They were in the yeah. playoffs. I understand. So wait, oh, first you, playoff you, game I've seen. So, but I'm just saying I, all these losses on defense, but I mean, still, I'm, hurt they, them there's, a, a, there's a guy named, there's a guy named Aaron Donald 
There's another guy named Jalen Ramsey. Can't do it alone. You know? Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey and Aaron yeah. Donald are two of the top three players, defensive players in the league. Maybe top five. But they were playing with these guys I don't while think they were doing that too. I mean, it kind of. They're definitely. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say anything bad about either of those guys. But I think having a lot of other very good supporting players around you, it uh, it yeah, makes it yeah. harder for 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 other teams to game plan on how to deal with Aaron Donald when you got you know uh Michael Brocker you know lining yeah, up next also, to him. I forgot his name, but the defensive coordinator for the Rams. He also just got hired for the Chargers head coaching job. So, I mean, yeah, they could, it could yeah. fall apart. Um, but again, you have two like ultra elite, maybe like probably the best at each of their positions um, for the last five, seven years. I don't know how I remember how long Ramsey's been in the league, but I, I, they have that potential to still be great. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I really, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to bet against those guys. Um, but a couple other moves I wanted to mention. Uh, obviously, I got to talk about some former Browns. Kevin Zeitler, uh, offensive guard, signing with the Ravens. That hurts as a Browns fan, I'll tell you that. Three years, $22 million. He's like just a really solidly good offensive guard. He plays right guard. He used to play for the Bengals, so now he's now he's played on three teams in the AFC North. Uh, That's he's, interesting. He's a, he's, a, he's a, yeah, very interesting indeed. He's He's a great signing for Baltimore, the, keeping their offensive line. Alex Mack, former Browns graphic, he signs a one-year, $5.5 million deal uh, to reunite with Kyle Shanahan, who he was with both in Cleveland and in Atlanta. Uh, San Francisco really beefing up their offensive line. Trent Williams, you saw that contract. Trent Williams. Probably left tackle, probably best free agent on the market. Elite Hall of caliber left tackle signs like a six year i think it's in the 138 million dollar range to stay with the 49ers it's a big deal i definitely i definitely watch out for the 49ers next year because they're retaining a lot of what makes them good and you know i mean it was just those those injuries last year were just absolutely insane uh it's just a, a shame to watch a team that good just suffer for you know just anomalies like that and uh you know they can stay healthy you know, they're they're going places. Out, for yeah. sure. You know, like uh, you know, definitely help out Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo back there. Well, you know, uh, that'll be interesting to see the the quarterback yeah. situation over there. If because the, Jimmy Garoppolo's never been completely confidently solidified as that guy. Um, I'm blanking on his competitor over there for for which position quarterback. Um, Nick Nick Mullins, Mullins, yeah, Mullins. I don't think he's I don't think he's competition though. Like they like they have too much money invested in Garoppolo, and I think that the, this they're they're further investing in the offensive line shows that they're that he's going to stay there. So I agree. We'll see. Interesting. Uh, there's a couple more moves I want to mention before we move on. Marlon Mack resigning with the Colts, a one-year, two million dollar deal. Really like that. That's a very doable contract for the Colts. Pairing in with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I really like that combination. Colts, I think, are going to be really good next year. Ryan Fitzpatrick also, we didn't mention him on our quarterback carousel. Uh, One-year, $10 million deal with Washington. I think 
Washington wants to start over at quarterback. I think they're going to draft somebody probably, even though they also re-signed Taylor Heineke uh, after having a great playoff game. But I think at least for this year, they want competence at quarterback, and I think it can give them Alex Alex Smith-like play. He had great play for the Dolphins last year. I think at times played better than Tua. So I, I like this signing for Washington. Just hold it down another year. Fitzpatrick can still play. One year, $10 million. Uh, so I like that sign. And then also one, one, one real quick thing about your Lions. Forgot to mention Michael Brockers getting traded to the Lions. He's reunited with the quarterback, Jared Goff. So I think it's interesting. Uh, I didn't know he said this. Uh, just reading this now after, uh, you know, before he, when they first traded Stafford um, and, or traded Goff mm-hmm. for Stafford, um, you know, he said, is adding Stafford a level up? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's back with yeah. back with his boy Goff. So I th- I thought that was interesting that uh you know oh boy <laughs> you know he's 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 he, he, apparently I I don't think that things are going well over there in the in the Rams organization and I, I'm gonna go back to feeling bad for Matt Stafford on that because that just shows a lot. Um, I think Stafford is a level up, yep. for sure. But you know. I get what he's saying. Goff, no Goff has been uh, underrated, I think, or, or at least underappreciated um, for what he did over there. That Lions optimism. We love to see, we love to see that Lions optimism. Let's go. It's, hope springs eternal in Detroit, Michigan. Ladies every and year, uh, before we every year before we go on, I uh, just want to take a quick second again to thank the good folks over at Tell ABQ. We appreciate everything they do for us and uh, for lots of neek. Uh, switching gears now, uh, we have less than a week now until the NBA trade deadline. And at this point, I think NBA teams know what what they have or what they don't have in their team. I think at this point, you have some trends that are going to stick with you throughout the rest of the season. Um, buyers and sellers at the NBA trade deadline, I think, is going to be interesting this year because I don't think there are going to be as many sellers with the expanded potential playoff play-in. And the seeds one through ten now have a shot at the playoffs. Um, nine versus ten. To if you, whoever finishes the season nine versus ten, they they have to win that game, and then the loser. Actually, no, I believe it's eight versus nine. The loser plays ten. Uh, I, I mixed that up. But regardless, there's more playoff teams available so i think there aren't going to be as many sellers uh, what do you think of the teams that will be that will try to move assets at the deadline robbie um yeah i agree with you on that i think that definitely changes the the trade scenarios uh you know with adding those extra playoff teams and i like it a lot that they're doing that um i like these playing games i think that's really interesting um seems to be a trend across uh professional sports or you know large sports in general but um you know uh i'm blanking a little bit here on who needs what not gonna lie well i'll I'll tell you i'll tell you what (laughs) i had all my football stuff up in front of me and i was like scrambling to get to the other page i'll tell you what uh there there are definitely teams that are buyers this year that I think in a normal year they they wouldn't necessarily be. Uh, Toronto, for example, they are they have hit a slump. They have my Pistons a, beat them the other night and they weren't looking yeah, too that, good. 
That was bad. <laughs> uh, it was bad. Yeah, as of this recording, they're 17 and 24. They're currently on a seven game losing streak. However, I don't think they're going to be selling off their assets. I know Kyle Lowry's been in a lot of trade conversations. I don't think he's going to get moved. I think that they were linked to trading for Andre Drummond. If that trade's still going to happen, she's. But yeah, Andre uh, Drummond is just. Toronto, playing, I think, uh, right? Yeah, what do you call oh, that? It? Um, that's. I don't want to say ping pong, but. Oh, my God. Why can't I think of the game with the buttons on the side? That, like every pinball. <laughs> pinball. 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 <laughs> get ping pong out of my head. Pinball. Ping pong. Jeez. You got to know so your balls. Drummond are playing pin, uh, pinball. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing pinball. pinball around the league. He's going from. How so? You know, he's always on the move. It seems he can't. You can't find on a good home. Teams. He's played on two teams in his NBA career. Yeah, but he's moved. This will be the second move in what, like three this years? This will be the second move, second move in a year, basically. There you go. Yeah, pinball. Um, I mean, I we've can... only hit the ball twice with the pin, but you know, well, it's a lot. I think it's a lot to move twice in one year. It definitely is. I think he can still play. His contract is over $28 million. So I think the Cavs have to take in somewhat, something like $22 million back. I think every day that gets closer to the deadline, it's going to become harder and harder to, to find a deal. I think he's going to get bought out. I don't see a trade formulating. There's been so many teams that have been linked to him. I can't even keep track anymore. So I, I, I'm, I, I'm I'd be happy to be wrong. <laughs> but, uh, I'd be surprised. I, I would really be, I'd really be shocked if a trade happened. And again, back to Toronto, they're in tenth place, or sorry, eleventh place right now. If they get into that play-in tournament, they they believe they can they could get in. So I I think they're going to be a big buyer. I think a team that's going to ha- I think one interesting team that is kind of in the middle are the Pelicans, and uh, they they definitely have some. They've had some most- tough losses to the Portland Trailblazers here the oh, past couple was, nights. That was I watched both those games. Um, tough loss. Yeah. It was rough. I mean, they had the lead there 17 points in the fourth quarter, and they blew it. Mm. Um, yes. I mean, Damian Lillard, what are you going to do? But Yeah, that uh, was bad as well. You know, they're a young team. I think they could benefit from bringing in some, you know, some older players oh, yeah. here, just as like a veteran voice. Um you know, because obviously, you know, I, I don't know. You, you lose your composure well, right? if you're blowing a 17-point lead. They have J.J. Redick, uh, if you want to count veterans. But he's the most likely guy to get moved, actually. So they have a veteran on the team who's been in the playoffs almost every year of his career, except last year. And now he's probably going to get moved, whether he gets bought out or traded. Also, Lonzo Ball, he's been linked a lot. He's one of those young players who's who showed some good stretches this year he has been linked to a lot of trade discussions as well so that's i think the pelicans still though want to find ways to add pieces for the future i think if push comes to shove they're they would rather retain some of their younger pieces rather than try to go for it this year because they know that there's so much room to grow between ingram and williamson yeah, one one like one name I can't ignore on our list here is Bradley Beal. Um, I'm surprised mm-hmm. to see. I I I just don't see them getting trading Bradley Beal. I mean, he's top Neither scorer in the NBA right now. I mean, he's 
he's amazing. Yeah, he's doing great. Him and Russell Westbrook uh, playing off of each other. I mean, that's they're not winning a first, lot though. Well, they're not. Uh, a lot. They, they're plagued by injuries there. Uh, the beginning of the season, and I think they were showing a stat. I was watching the game the other night, and it was uh, they were two and fourteen, um, without Beal, and then Beal came yeah, back, and now they're good. now they're eight and eight or nine and eight now. I think, um, with Beal back, and uh, I mean, well, as of, I, as I think of this recording, the swing of things here, you as, know, as of this recording, they're they're, fi- they're fifteen and twenty five as of this recording. That that's bad, like that's that's really bad. That's I think that's more than just a couple of players. Um, I, I think if they if they miss the playoffs this year, I think Scott Brooks gets fired. If they miss the playoffs, I also think that I I Beal has said publicly and apparently reports say privately he still wants to be in Washington. So he's I think he's no doubt going to stay with the team at least through the season, especially with Russell Westbrook in town. They could still make the play in again with the expanded possibility of playoffs. More teams are, are going to be buyers, but I, yeah, I don't think he's going to get traded. Uh, but I do, I, someone, the, I think the next best option of that position though, who I definitely think will be moved is Victor Oladipo with Houston. They already offered him a, a two year extension or the, and the most amount of money they could offer. And he, and he said, no, and he's an, he's an upcoming free agent. He was a part of the James Harden trade. That's a, how he ended up in Houston. Uh, apparently, Miami was linked to him for a while. I think he's going to be on the move because he's not going to come back to Houston. That's for sure. They're they're me- they're mess- mixing everything up right now. Where do you see him going? I I don't know. I think someone like Miami is obviously a, a really top option there. I think if Denver doesn't believe that Michael Porter Jr. is their number three guy moving forward. I could see them trying to swing a big trade, Denver potentially, to try to get Oladipo. Uh, they'd have to make the salary cap work. The Knicks uh, have been have, have wanted Oladipo since back when in his early days. There's a bunch of teams that are trying to buy now and get top quality guys. The Knicks, I believe they have a substantial amount of salary cap space. They always seem to. Uh, I mean, because no one's signing big contracts with them lately. But Victor Oladipo, the Knicks trade, I can see a scenario the Knicks trade for him. He loves playing for Tom Thibodeau. He re-signs in the offseason because the Knicks can pay him what he wants. I think Victor Oladipo is definitely going to uh, gonna get traded this before the deadline. I like that Knicks scenario. I, I definitely like that Knicks scenario. Um, that's yeah. the I'm always rooting for the the hard luck teams out there, you know, and and they're, they're are they still at 500? I remember they were celebrating in the streets because as of, they got as to the as of this recording the Knicks are 21 and 21 and they are 6th in the East. I want to see them they're, go 22 and are, 21. I want to watch. What if I, would you believe me if I told you that in late March the Knicks would be ahead in the standings ahead of Boston? Out of Indiana, Toronto, and Washington. I mean, so people thought Washington would be good. I wouldn't believe a word you said. If you started talking about the Knicks, at the, you know, uh, a while back, I would have just started snoring and been like, "The Knicks? Yep. What, are, what are you talking about? You want to start talking about paint drying, or you know?" Um, <laughs> the most interesting yeah. thing about the Knicks has been, uh, I think, what's his name, Spike Lee. 
right? That's the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's been the most interesting thing about the Knicks in my lifetime. Um, that's about the only, I, you know, if you ask me about the Knicks most of my life, I don't think I could name you a single player. Um, mm-hmm. You know, until and I would just say Spike Lee, because uh, that's just how that franchise, yeah. unfortunately, has been. Um, but uh, one thing about the Knicks, though, um, there's this guy. What's what's his name? Uh, he's got this haircut that I just can't let go while we're talking. On the, about Knicks? the Knicks. He's got this haircut that I just a guy cannot... in the Knicks. Reggie Bullock. He made a great Reggie Bullock. He's he's a good player. Uh, he made a great. A great play at the end of uh, they play in the other night. Uh, I'm blanking on it now. They 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 almost get oh no, that's a different game. I'm blanking on it. But he made a great play. He fought around a screen and uh, intercepted a pass. And you know, if he hadn't intercepted this pass, that they would have had a pretty good chance of of making a shot and when you know taking away another uh mm-hmm. you know um, tough loss at the end of a game about, there. Yeah. I can't. I'd have to look Didn't up. Didn't he get the, like mobbed by his teammates after that steal? Or yeah, something? no, it was a great play because he, he he gave up a a a, a jump ball. Um, mm-hmm. Oh wait, who were they playing? I'm looking at their games from the past couple of days now, and I can't even find it. I think it was the Magic. Yeah, that's what it was. The Magic. Yeah. Um, he gave up a jump. Anyways, he gave up a jump ball. And, uh, you know, he even said he just hustled back on defense twice as hard because he felt, t- you know, because they've, they've had some tough losses late here, um, you know, and and it was nice to see them all go crazy about that. But, man, that haircut is just, he's got, like, two individual dreads coming off of either side of his head. And it's just, like, one hangs in front of his forehead and the other one hangs in the back. And it just—I've never seen anybody with a haircut like that. And I, every time I watch him run up and down the court, I just can't ignore it. Um, and that's why I remember he's, him he's so specifically. Player. He's a great player. Yeah, he's a, um, he's a good player. I just can't I don't let think that slide get, though. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he'll get moved. Uh, I think he's a good player for the Knicks. No, um, I just—we're talking about the Knicks, and I just couldn't. Yeah. My brain just went there. A couple other players: Lamarcus uh, Aldridge and the Spurs. They already know that they're that Aldridge is done playing for the Spurs. Whether he gets traded or bought out. Uh, well, that that's that remains to be seen. Aaron Gordon also on the Magic. He's been linked to a lot of different rumors. Uh, I've seen probably the most popular team I've seen interested in him is the Timberwolves, and uh, the Timberwolves also potentially interested in John Collins on Atlanta. But the Hawks have gotten hot recently, so we shall see. NBA trade deadline coming on up. Uh, one last topic before we close out, or actually two two quick ones into into one. The NCAA tournament. March Madness is back, and oh, I'm just so so happy. Uh, college basketball is back in in, a, in like a really meaningful way. And uh, before we get to our just devastated, devastated brackets, uh, something that got a lot of attention on social media, uh, players I believe uh, were tweeting this: the the men's and women's NCAA tournaments that are going on uh, today's Saturday, so it's day two of March Madness for the men's. And day one for the women's as they get started, I believe, a day after. Uh, but they're both in bubbles. Uh, I believe the men's bubbles are in areas around Indianapolis. And I believe the women's is somewhere in Texas, I believe. Uh, I don't know exactly where. I think it's in Texas. But basically, 
pictures were going viral of uh, the weight room that the men's teams had in their like little bubbles. They were all staying at hotels and stuff like that. And there was like, it was massive, massive gyms, tons of weights, full rate weight room. It's, it's what you would expect from a D one school. And then they showed the women's and it was like a little, I didn't even see any weights in the picture. Uh, I saw like a yoga mat. Oh, it was like, there was a table. It It was a table of yoga mats and it was like a single thing of like dumbbells. And I don't think any of them were heavier than 20 or 30 pounds. That's (laughs) like, that's ridiculous. No, that's yeah. That's insane. One thing I want to say here is why, why, why don't they use, well, I guess they're, they're, they're in different facilities, uh, you know, across the country, I guess. So I just answered my own question. Never mind. I was about to say, why, why don't they just use the same weight room? Um, no, like, like, why do you have to segregate weight rooms? Like, are you worried that all the male players are going to, I don't know, start hitting on them or something like that was my thought, but, um, well, that's not the case. And also, um, NCAA, the NCAA said that they were going to, they're going to fix things that, you know, that apparently, like, I think at first they claimed that there wasn't enough space, uh, for, for the women's just cause the, you, you were right. The, the women's team, like the women's bra- uh, bubble, they're in a different location. And the NCAA said that there were different facilities. There wasn't enough space. And then there was another vi- video that went viral when another player posted like, an obnoxious amount of space in a team's like practice area that could have fit a, a full gym. So what is this food, man? I got, you can't stop talking the, about this. So you talk about the oh food. My God. Are they in prison? I the mean, food is, is, that, ter- what oh. is, that? is that toast? Is that meatloaf? I don't know. It's like the, it's like the fire Island thing. Like it's it, the women's food. Like, and again, this is, this is going viral. I think today, the, another pictures of women's and men's, disparity in food and in like their like There's the no regalia gravy and potatoes they, get, they don't they give get, them gravy you give them mashed no. potatoes and no well i don't know maybe this person just doesn't like gravy and they took a picture of their food but i don't it's know who an, doesn't put gravy on their mashed potatoes so it's just i'm a, guessing it's just they didn't an, have any it's a noticeable difference in quality and it's embarrassing uh yeah, and, and again I mean, what did they for the end when they were planning out the budgets like oh nobody's gonna notice maybe 30 years ago, nobody would have said anything, but like, and, I mean, watch the news, dude. Like, also, what are you look doing? Look at the stuff on their bed. Their bed. Oh, the, the swag. Look at the stuff on their beds, too. Like, the, yeah, like the swag that they get, like the hats and the shirts and stuff. You just get so many more in the, in yeah, the men's like room. Yeah, there's like stickers. Like, that, is that a board game off to the side? What's that box up in the upper right-hand corner of the yeah, men's they, thing? They, they, I mean, they got they, they need to have, they need to have equal treatment. That's like that's the bottom They've line. Like like, they need to be and both. Like ten different soaps. They've got Axe deodorant and Degree deodorant. They got yeah, spray-on just... deodorant. What do you need? Spray-on deodorant and three types of roll-on deodorant for in the first place. Um, like, are you going through yeah. that much deodorant? Uh, they don't have their own deodorant either. But you know, like you said, it's 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 like. I mean, all you have to do is take a picture. You don't have to say any words. You know, you just take a picture yep, and yep. put them next to each other. And it's like, words. I just, I, I just don't understand uh, what they were thinking. Whoever's doing the the purchasing and the planning and the budgeting of all this stuff, you know, um, yep. It's, you know, is there different people in charge of the budgets for the women's and the, or was it one, 
you know, group of people who was like, you know, what, we're going to spend this much more money on the men's and just hope nobody notices, I guess. Like, what, it just blows my mind how you can be yeah, that out of touch. I, when it's that, like, open and transparent, like, when you see it on social media, that's that's when you're like, oh, wow, this is just, this is bad. This is a this is a really bad look for the NCAA. During sure. Women's History Month, too. Yeah. I mean, you could not be more oblivious. Well, well, the good thing is that at least we're having the tournament, which we could not say last year. And uh, just real quick before we sign off, uh, my I only put money on one. I made a bunch of brackets this year, Robbie. I don't know about you. How many brackets did you make? I I hit the – I don't know if you can still do them. It started. Probably can't. But uh, I just forgot. Not going to lie. I just forgot to make a bracket. You forgot to make a bracket? I after forgot March to make a bracket. I was going to do – I was gonna do it with our with a La Tonique and everything. I saw the text and I just I didn't do it at the time and then I just didn't go back to the text. Next thing I know, Michigan well, State's losing to UCLA, the tournament's already started, and I'm like ah. <laughs> Well, you might as well you well well you might as well have not made a bracket because uh Oral Roberts really Screwed everyone over. Oral Roberts. I, that, that's just that's not some a, a school I'm familiar with until yesterday. Never heard of or, them. Oral Roberts. Uh, they're like in to- middle of nowhere. To- uh, sorry, Tulsa, Oklahoma is not the middle of nowhere. My apologies to Tulsa, Oklahoma. <clears throat> they're far away from where I am. <laughs> so they're Tulsa, Oklahoma. They're like 4,300 undergrad. Like they they beat Ohio State by three in overtime. Ruined everyone's bracket. Ruined my bracket. Uh, for my for my Latinique bracket, I also had Virginia Tech beating Florida. That was bad. I picked the wrong. I I, I picked Purdue and they got upset. I picked North Carolina and they lost. Like my bracket is not not doing well at all, Robbie. Uh, it's just what uh, about uh? I mean, this is something worth noting. Uh, North Carolina getting smacked by Wisconsin. I mean, yeah, that's big. Like they didn't just lose. That's a that's almost twenty points there. 85 they, they got blown they got blown out yeah that's that's bad um i yeah i'll tell you what about oral roberts though i am very anytime ohio state loses i mean they could lose in cricket or ping pong for all i care and i'd be happy oh man this is a Michigan Sorry, Abby, i know stuff. you're i know you're ohio state but uh i'm not look i'll tell you what i'm 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 not really invested in ohio state basketball as much as i am ohio state football but to hear that come from Michigan State, like Ohio State cares way more about Michigan. Um, yeah, and also Oregon State upsetting Tennessee by 14. I got that wrong. I also said that Liberty was going to upset Oklahoma State. That was that was wrong. I had San Diego State going to the Sweet 16, and Syracuse beat them. Like, I did not do well, and uh, it, it, you might as well have not made a bracket this year, Robbie. So, like, it was bad, but... Madness is back, and, and that's really exciting, and I, I'm really happy. We uh, yeah. also had North Texas defeat Purdue in overtime. It's in, uh, another school kind of in the Ohio State area, in Ohio State's area. What do you mean area? Well, it's in Indiana. It's close. North Texas? No, uh, Purdue. Oh, yeah, 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 Purdue. Yeah, that was like basically a home court game for them, if you think. Like, it was close compared to North Texas, and – that was, a, that was a team in Indiana game. Uh, make the tournament. Really? Yeah, there was more teams from Oregon and Eastern Washington that made the NCAA tournament than the state of Indiana. 
Wow. Indiana's a huge basketball state, too. Yeah, I mean, you got Butler, you got Indiana University, you got a bunch of small schools that oh, yeah. sometimes they make it. Hoosiers? Yeah, shout out. That's a great movie. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, that's a, that's a great uh, basketball state, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, March Madness, it's in full swing. That is a, uh, <laughs> and by the time we record, by the time this is, this is out, there will be plenty more upsets. Uh, who knows? Maybe a one seed falls. Well, you know, don't press our luck, but we'll see. Uh, so again, we want to thank TelABQ uh, for for platforming us and for for uh, sharing us the great viewers of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Again, follow lots of unique social media: YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the works. Check us out on LinkedIn as well. And again, www.latinique.news. You know how to find us. Closing thoughts, Robbie, and then we'll sign off. And Sue sucks. That's my last. That's my last closing right. thought. I'm just gonna go back to it again. You, you know, caught me Bobby's off guard. Bobby's probably heard about Sue, and we'll, <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> I know your balls podcast.